Today it's just going to be me, and I'm doing a solo episode. I'm just going to talk a little about about some updates in my life and what's going on, and I have a lot of them. I think NIL has a, a really big grip on Transfer Portal, and people want to leave because there's more money to be made here, or more money to be made at this location. And I'm interested to see what the NCAA is going to do about NIL. So I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I like absolutely love... Like, I've, I've seen so many TV shows in my lifetime, like, so many TV shows. And um, one of my favorite TV franchises of all time is The Bachelor. And I know that The Bachelor has gone downhill a whole lot in the past few years. But one thing about The Bachelor franchise that has not gone downhill is Bachelor in Paradise. And it's the best show that, that franchise has to offer. up everybody if you are a college football fan like me if you know a college football fan that's in your life you need to go cop this shirt new designs dropping all the time it's the perfect gift with the holiday season coming around if you don't have this thing you're missing out great material great fabric i wear it all the time go get yours today what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the it girls podcast where we're telling the stories of winning women um but today it's a little bit different and I'm so excited for you guys to hear all the news that we have going on. But today, it's just going to be me, and I'm doing a solo episode. I'm just going to talk a little about about some updates in my life and what's going on. And I have a lot of them. So I'm so excited to share this with you. But um, uh, let's, let's dive in, you know. Uh, today's a really exciting day, and it's been a really crazy week. But I actually graduate in, like, five hours. So my cap and gown is literally behind me. Um, I graduate today at 3 p.m. with my degree in broadcast journalism. Really excited. My whole family's here. My mom, my dad, my brother, my sister that I don't see very often. So really excited for that to happen. And I get kind of weird about it. I was, if I would have graduated on time, I would have graduated um, like eight months ago. And so now it kind of feels like less, not less important, but kind of feels like less of a big feat. And so I'm kind of being weird about it, but I am really excited about it. Um, neither of my parents graduated from college. My sister, she's 28. She graduated um, this past summer. So it's a really big deal for my family and I'm really excited about it. And I know they're stoked, but uh, I also, <laughs> guys, there's so much going on. If you guys can see my room behind me, I, there's like 30 boxes. Um, I'm moving out of my apartment. It's been really crazy. I've lived in this exact room for four years now. And so I, I wouldn't consider myself a hoarder like in any way, shape or form, but I do struggle with getting rid of things. Like I was going through my closet trying to get rid of clothes and it's like, I haven't worn this sweater in six years, but like, what if I happen to need it at a Christmas party in 2037? And so I just like think like that. And it's even worse with shoes. I um, am kind of sneakerhead, And so I have tons and tons and tons of shoes and I just, they're like my children. Like I don't want to get rid of them. And so my mom's not very happy with me and the way that my room looked when she got here last night, but it's work in progress. I'm not taking any furniture. I'm literally selling it all. I'm just taking like 30 million vacuum sealed bags of clothes and a bunch of random knickknacks that I've collected throughout the years. And so it's, uh, it's been kind of crazy. Um, this, another really big piece of news for me is that I signed to play professional volleyball here in the United States for a team called the Orlando Valkyries that we're playing obviously in Orlando, Florida. And um, if you haven't heard of this team, it's because that this is the first league, the first year that this league has ever been a thing. So 
up until the year of 2024, there has never been professional volleyball in the U.S. for an extended amount of time. There's been this league called Athletes Unlimited, where players go to one location for six weeks and they play 12 games in a six-week span. And that league's kind of different because instead of following a team for that league, you follow a player. So the teams switch every week, and there's a leaderboard for points. And actually, the leaderboard for this past year... um, the winner was Lee Edmond, and she's a Kentucky Volleyball alum. And the runner-up was Allie Stumler, Allie Linehan, and she's a Kentucky Volleyball alum. And so that was really cool, but there's never been a true league for volleyball in the United States. And that's what this Professional Volleyball Federation is. And it's formatted exactly like the NBA or the NFL, MLB, NHL, whatever. Each city, not each city, but some cities have their own team that are privately owned by whoever that may be. And they travel to each city and play other teams and there will be a playoffs and MVPs and all these things. And so it's really exciting because so many people that I've known before me that have played volleyball before me have had to go to Italy and Germany and Puerto Rico and Turkey to go play when every other sport and every other American athlete can stay right here in the States and play the thing that they love. And so I'm really excited to be a part of the first, um, first group to be a, be a part of that in the first draft ever. And so that's going to be a lot of fun. I'll have to be in Orlando on January 2nd. And, um, it's, it's crazy. It's really crazy. I, um, didn't really know if I wanted to play professionally, probably like in July. Uh, this season was really different for me. I played my fifth year of college volleyball and normally you only get four years, but because of COVID, I got a fifth year to play. And, the start of this season, I none of my friends lived here anymore. All of my friends are moving on. They have jobs. They're engaged. They're doing all these things, and I was still here. And that was really hard because they're my best friends, and I've lived in this place with them for so long. And then all of a sudden, I'm on this team with a bunch of people that are younger than me, and I was like, I don't I don't know if, if I want to do this anymore. Volleyball was really hard. Our, we started our season. Our first 10 games, we went 3-7 and seven when we were expected to be really good. We got a new coach, new system all these things that are kind of changing and transforming the way that I looked at volleyball. And once I kind of made like a really intentional decision to play with a lot of gratitude and joy, because I only got to play in that Jersey 20 more times from there on out. Um, I realized like volleyball is so much fun and how much I love doing it and how much there is, how much room there is to grow for me and for the sport. And so to be a part of the growth of the sport in the States and my own growth has been so much fun. And so I'm really looking forward to to doing that. What's up, sports fans? It's former NFL wide receiver Stevie Johnson. The wait is finally over. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is now live in Kentucky. And new customers can get in on the action when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Mercury. Finally, you can bet on your favorite sports, from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. This means you'll be able to place all kinds of bets, even live bets. Say you just have a feeling your favorite wide receiver in college football is going to get loose in the final minutes. Go ahead and live bet for him to score on the next drive. I promise you won't regret it. So start betting now on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Visit FanDuel.com slash Mercury and make every moment more. Must be 21 and up and present in Kentucky. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'll keep going a little bit on a recap of our season. Um, like I said, first 10 games were really rough. We uh, went to Colorado to start our season and um, 
got beat by a Colorado State team that we probably shouldn't have lost to. They had 10,000 people in their stands, all dressed in white, all screaming really crazy things at our team. And at that point, looking back, we were not very good uh, at all. We go there, we play Pitt, we play them home and away. Pitt just played the national semifinals last night. And um, they kicked our ass. Literally, it was so bad. I played one of the worst games I've ever played in my entire life. Uh, and at that point, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is for me anymore. We play Nebraska and we play Louisville. Both teams, Nebraska is going to the national championships. They'll play tomorrow. Louisville played in the Elite Eight last week. And we're just getting plummeled by these teams. And everyone's kind of trying to figure out what what is going on. Like, what are we doing? And I think at that point in our season, there was like a lot of lack of trust and not trusting each other to do what we need to do, not trusting the coaches and what they're telling us to do. And like I said, we have a new associate head coach who handles a lot of our volleyball stuff. And I think a misconception about head coaches in college is like head coaches game plan everything. And they're in charge of all these things. And our head coach, Craig Skinner, is in charge of a lot of things. But he's also in charge of talking to donors and in charge of administrative stuff. And so there's that's why we have associate head coaches to help in terms of volleyball. And so we got a new one and Ben Josephson, he's awesome. He coached for the Canadian national team. He's a really amazing coach, but he's coached men his whole life. He's never really coached women and men's volleyball and women's volleyball are very different. Men's volleyball. I, I don't want to say that men are not more athletic because I don't believe that, but they play in a very different way. And um, it was really hard for him to, to kind of translate that to us and for us to, kind of have that translated to us. And so it's really difficult, all the things he was teaching us. And um, with most things, it gets worse before it gets better. And I think that's where we were in the beginning of our season. Uh, we Once we kind of figured out how to play and how they wanted us to play and to play in that way, we started enjoying playing with each other. The whole season really changed. We lost against Tennessee. They swept us at home and we did not lose again in, until the Sweet 16. And so um, throughout that time, we beat three top, top 10 teams. Arkansas was ranked 10. We beat them. Tennessee was ranked nine. We beat them. Florida was ranked 10. We beat them. We go on through the SEC. We won our seventh straight SEC title. Um, my fifth, which is really awesome. And then we get to the tournament and we play Arkansas for a third time. We beat Arkansas twice that season prior to this. And so going in, um, as you can imagine, everyone's telling us, Oh, it's really hard to beat a good team three times or, Oh, it's going to be really hard. They're going to be out for blood. And we all knew that. And by the end of it, I was like, if I hear another person tell me it's hard to beat a good team three times, like I'm going to kick that person across, across the city. And so that was really hard, but, um, played Arkansas in the sweet 16 in Lincoln, Nebraska. First set was really good. I think we all felt pretty good about ourselves. We were up really big on them, won the first set. Second set comes around and as we expected, they played a lot better. And, um, that set, I think that set kind of changed things for them and for us. And, we were tied 1-1. Um, we all go into the locker room after the second set and have like our five minute break. And we're all in the locker room saying, Hey, like we're on, we're on it. We're ready to go. And <laughs> we come out in the third set and I, I think they might've beat us 25, 14. It was really bad. And that's deflating. And now you're down 2-1 and your back's against the wall. And Arkansas played a really hell of a game. Um, it was kind of suffocating on our part from their defensive standpoint. We were, blasting balls at them and they were digging in that and that's really tough when you're giving them your best and they're making it look really easy and so that was really hard um they ended up beating us in five and that was the end of my college career right there and so it's really crazy like one day 
you're on the team, you're doing all the things, you're doing everything that you've been doing for the past five years, and then you wake up the next morning and you're just not a part of that anymore. And so that was really hard. Um, I would not have traded my time here for anything in the world, not for a single program, a single moment, an accolade, an award, or anything. Uh, Lexington is my home. Kentucky Volleyball is my home. And so I, I'm so appreciative to everyone here, to my family. They, they, my family never missed. They read everything. And so it's that was awesome. Um, and I guess now we can talk, keep talking a little bit about the NCAA tourney. Um, last night was the national semifinals, and it was – I don't think I don't think anyone expected it to go how it went. The first match was between Nebraska and Pittsburgh. Pitt has looked really strong all season. They were the fourth number one seed, and they matched up against Nebraska. And Nebraska just looks like a freaking machine. And it's pretty crazy and insane for them because they don't have a single senior on their roster. Half of their starting six, seven are freshmen. The other half are sophomores. And so um, it's really impressive the coaching job that I guess John Cook has done there and. The girls on that team are really impressive, and they're going to be really good for a long time. But uh, Pitt, Pitt struggled, I guess, with uh, Nebraska's block, and I don't necessarily think Nebraska's been an, an incredible blocking team all season, but it looked that way last night. And so Nebraska beat Pitt to go to the national championship game, and the second game was Wisconsin versus Texas, and I think this is where the real shot came in. Texas is a number two seed. Um, they are defending national championships. They won the national championship last year. And I don't know if anyone expected them to be as good as they were last year, this year, because of how many pieces they lost. National Player of the Year, Logan Eggleston, and they lost their libero, Zoe Fleck, and their setter, and Sage, and all these people. And honestly, I don't think anyone thought they were they were that good throughout the season. They got swept by Kansas State and had some tough losses early on against Long Beach State and other teams. But they came to the tournament, and it looks like they're peaking at the right time. Their best players are playing their best volleyball, and I think that's what matters. And so they came out against Wisconsin, who has been a team that has been the team to beat all season. Wisconsin has lost one game, or maybe two games all season. And, I mean, their average height is like 6'2 on their team. They're a massive team. And Texas came out and kind of plummeled them, and it was kind of shocking to me. Um, and I think a lot of people. And so it'll be really interesting to see Texas and Nebraska face out again. This will be the third time that they faced off in the national championship game, and Nebraska has won both of those meetings. And so um, volleyball has been really incredible this year in terms of attendance records. Last night, that was the most in Final Four ever. 19,000 people in Tampa to watch that game and millions of others across the nation watching. I was out last night, and every TV at every place that I went to had this game on. And so um, it's been really incredible. Volleyball broke the women's sports tenants in the world with Nebraska earlier this season at their football stadium. There's been attendance records in Wisconsin and Florida, Texas, here, Pittsburgh. And so people were paying attention, and that's really incredible. And, uh, yeah, we're excited to see how that goes. Um, I want to get into some transfer portal stuff because I know that a lot of you guys have questions on the portal and what that looks like and why it seems like there's so many people in it and which it is. I think my – so my freshman year – um, obviously you get to college and you kind of have your blinders on and you don't, you only know what you know, but looking back, I was like, I don't, I don't remember people just like up and transferring all the time. And I know things have changed in terms of NIL and I made it, some people might say this generation feels a little bit more entitled to certain things, but I think one big thing about the transfer portal that people need to realize about why it looks the way it looks right now 
is because now so many athletes because of COVID have been given one extra season to play. So a fifth year. And so a lot of people are transferring to play. They graduate in their four-year college and then they go and transfer to play one more semester while getting a graduate degree. And I do believe that once the COVID year seniors are done, which we have one more class of people that get COVID years. So next year will be our last year, fifth years, unless obviously red shirts and all those kind of things. That'll be our last year, fifth years. I really do think that the transporter will calm down a whole lot, but um, it's really interesting. I think there are some, some extreme circumstances where I, uh, there's problems going on with you and the coach, or there's things going on outside of volleyball or your sport and athletics where you probably need to get out of that situation. But in, in my opinion, I believe that when you commit to something and you you tell someone you're going to do something for however long you should stay and do that. Um, I'm not a quitter by any means. I never once thought, and again, my circumstances are different. I've played since I've gotten here, since I got to Kentucky, my circumstances are different, but I do believe that I committed to be here and I committed to help this program win games. And that's what I'm going to do. And so it's really interesting. I, um, I know the transfer portal has changed a lot of things for high school athletes. Now, College coaches don't need to look at high school athletes. They can just look at athletes that have been in these positions and have that experience now. And I think that's really scary for some parents. I know my parents worry about that for my brother. My brother's 15. He plays football. And recruiting has changed. College coaches don't need to look at an 18-year-old quarterback from Grand Prairie, Texas, when they can go get the Michigan State quarterback who's played three years and started there. And so it's interesting, and I hope that um, the NCAA gets a hold of it. Um I also think that a lot of people think that transferring is just like, it's just, it just happens, but really it does, but you're moving your whole life. You have to make new friends and learn a new system and it's, it's changes a lot. And so I hope that people aren't doing it just to do it or just to think because they think it's going to be easier. The grass is not always greener. And I know the grass is not greener than it is here at Kentucky. And so, um, it's really interesting and I think it's entertaining to a lot of people, but I hope that the NCAA gets a hold on it. And as well as that with NIL, I think NIL has a a really big grip on transfer portal and people want to leave because there's more money to be made here or more money to be made at this location. And I'm interested to see what the NCAA is going to do about NIL. What's up, sports fans? It's former NFL wide receiver Stevie Johnson. The wait is finally over. FanDuel, America's number one sports book is now live in Kentucky. And new customers can get in on the action when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Mercury. Finally, you can bet on your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. This means you'll be able to place all kinds of bets, even live bets. Say you just have a feeling your favorite wide receiver in college football is going to get loose in the final minutes. Go ahead and live bet for him to score on the next drive. I promise you won't regret it. So start betting now on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Visit FanDuel.com slash Mercury and make every moment more. Must be 21 and up in President Kentucky. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I was talking to my mom about this. Maybe at some point they're going to have to put a cap on the amount of money that could be made. But I don't know if that's really ethical. And like, is it like, hey, you can only make as much money as the average income in that state. Or you can only make as much money as the average professional player in that sport. 
And so it's going to get really, it's going to get really greasy. I mean, at this point, we're pretty much playing professional sports. Uh, coaches are calling these people and saying, Hey, we'll give you 6 million to come here. And that's, that's not amateur athletics. That's professional athletics. And it's, it's pay to play at this point. And, um, I think it's getting a little bit out of hand and I think it's hurting the integrity of the game a little bit. And so, um, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting. And I, I don't know how long it's going to take until the NCAA does something about it, but I think, I think we'll see some really big numbers and a lot of money being handed to, to a lot of kids. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I have on that. Um, I want to talk about some pop culture stuff and I know there's been a lot of things and, um, not like huge things going on in, in the sports world and the media world. But the first thing I do want to say is, um, is just that we're thinking about our girl, our previous, um, one of our old podcast guests, Kateri Poole. Um, there's been a lot going on at LSU, LSU women's basketball recently. And so we're thinking about her and everything that's going on with her and know that she's going to do great, whatever has next for her. But next I want to talk about Draymond Green. And I know this is probably a little bit funny to people, and it is really funny. I mean, this guy's out of control. And if you don't know what happened, Draymond has, um, for, for to preface all of this, Draymond Green is second all-time in ejections in the NBA. He's been ejected 29 times. And I could have just botched that number, but I'm pretty sure I'm correct there. He's been ejected 29 times in his career. And um, a few days ago, Draymond Green was being guarded by another player from the Suns, and he turns around while he's being guarded and just absolutely socks him in the face. Draymond was ejected and he's now been suspended from the league indefinitely. And I um, have seen a lot of things. Steve Curry, their coach said like Draymond, he needs to figure out what's going on with him and he needs to get help. (laughs) And that sounds serious, but it really is. It really is a big thing. He's constantly putting people in chokeholds and tripping people and stomping on people. And you can call it competitiveness. That's not being competitive. That's just, I, that's just not that's just not being what the sport is about, and so I'm interested to see how long this suspension lasts. But I think one thing that really triggers me about all of that is that not that women athlete want female athletes want to do that, but we would never get away with that ever. Draymond's gotten away with that for so long. Male athletes have gotten away with trash talking and getting up each other's face and checking each other. Where I mean, Angel Reese does one gesture at Caitlin Clark and the whole world's talking about it and people are calling her trashy and classless. But when a guy does it, it's, it's cool and he's competitive and he's a fighter and he has a lot of grit. And that's really, that's really unfortunate to me. I just, if, if we're going to let people do it, then we need to applaud everyone and we're not applauding everyone. And so I, um, I really hope Draymond Green gets his stuff figured out and I'm a Warriors. I'm not a Warriors fan. I'm a Steph Curry fan. I love Steph Curry. I, he is like the most captivating player I've ever seen play in my life. I don't, there's no one that moves off the ball like he does. And he's just somebody to keep your eye on. So I love Steph Curry, but I want him to be good. And so Draymond needs to be good. And so, uh, yeah, I, I just hope that he gets his stuff together. Um, so I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I like absolutely love, like I've, I've seen so many TV shows in my lifetime, like so many TV shows. And, um, one of my favorite, TV franchises of all time is The Bachelor. And I know that The Bachelor has gone downhill a whole lot in the past few years. But one thing about The Bachelor franchise that has not gone downhill is Bachelor in Paradise. And it's the best show that that franchise has to offer. And if you don't know Bachelor in Paradise, it's all the contestants from The Bachelor that didn't find love. And they go to an island on Mexico 
for six weeks where they couple up with people and hope to leave engaged. And this season was, um, <laughs> I honestly thought it was one of the most entertaining seasons that we've had in a while. But one thing about the season that is unlike any other season is that all the couples that left engaged are no longer together. Within a day of the final, the finale being premiered, all of the couples came out and said, Hey, didn't work out. We're working on ourselves, all these things. And that, that never happens on bachelor in paradise because I feel like they have so much time to learn each other and to figure out if they like each other. And half of the bachelor franchise couples that are still to get to, together today now came from bachelor in paradise. I mean, like so many just got married, Hannah G and her husband got married and Jared and Ashley and all these people, uh, Becca and Thomas, like so many couples from the show get engaged, but none of them are together. And there's one, um, there's one contestant on bachelor in paradise this year. And her name was Olivia and she's incredible. She's, uh, she's a basketball ref, but she ran track in college, but her professional job right now is to ref men's basketball. And I've DM'd her and I've tried to get her on the show. I, I know she's getting a lot of traction, but I think that's incredible. Someone like that. And she goes on this show and she's just so unapologetically herself. And she says what she feels. She did not find love, but I think, I think she like really carried the show this year. And so if you're into bachelor paradise, like hit me up, let's talk about it. I, I'd love to talk about it. Another thing I want to talk about is this movie that on Netflix that people have been talking about that I finally got a chance to watch because I've been packing up my room for the past three days and it's called leave the world behind. Um, the cast was incredible and the movie I've never seen a movie like this before where the movie, there was no plot, but I knew what was going on. Like I knew like, okay, this is happening, how the story's going. And then finally you kind of get a hold on what's going on. And the movie just ended. There was no ending. There was no, this is what happened. There was no aha moment. The movie literally just ended. And I've seen a lot of people on TikTok and Twitter saying, Oh, that movie was a 10 out of 10, but the ending was horrible. And I was like, well, the movie can't be a 10 out of 10 if the ending was awful. So I did not like it really at all. Um, and I guess they did that to get you to come back and watch more, but I, I actually really hated it. And so, yeah, I, um, I am not a huge movie person. I enjoy movies, but I'm a TV girl. And speaking of movies also, has anyone seen the Hunger Games movie? I um, have obviously seen all the previous Hunger Games with Jennifer Lawrence and PETA, Katniss, all those things. But this movie that just came out um, is goes back in time and it talks about President Snow and how he became who he is. And it was so good. It was incredible. And I, I didn't know if it would be easy to follow because it goes back in time. And usually when movies like that come out with prequels and all these kind of things, it's hard to follow. But I knew exactly what was going on. The acting was really cool and it was really cool to see how the Hunger Games came to what it was. And so if you haven't seen that, I would go see it. I spend money on that again. And another thing, I by no means am I a Swifty. And I've talked about this with you guys before. I am not, I'm not a Swifty. I don't, I don't know all of her music. I, I have a lot of respect for Taylor Swift and what she's done and what she's created from herself. But I went with a couple of my friends to go see the heiress tour in movies in the in the theater and i didn't know what to expect i didn't know if it was going to be like a documentary of the tour or if it was going to be like her singing her talking about it but it really just was the tour itself like 
the the whole show it was laid out on a movie projector for three hours and the first 10 minutes were chill and then all of a sudden i don't even know what this song is called it goes like i love you ain't that the worst thing you ever heard i don't know um cruel summer that's what it's called and I look back and the whole theater is standing up and they have their flashlights on and everyone's singing and jumping. And I was like, oh, these people are crazy. And by these people, I'm talking about all the Taylor Swift fans out there. You guys are crazy. I don't like feel that way about any singer. Like, like I'm a part of like their fan club, like the Beehive for Beyonce or like the Barb's for Nicki Minaj. Like, I'm not like that. I love Drake, but I'm like not a Drake, Drake fan club. But I've seen videos of Beyonce's movie concert in the movies and the same thing, like everyone's dancing and running through the aisles. And I was like, all right, guys, you guys all saw this. Like, this is not the first time you've seen this concert. You guys went to see it live. And it's just incredible how much people care about these artists. And like I said, that is not me, but I, I, uh, I respect you guys that if that is you, I guess, but you guys are crazy. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I have a lot going on, guys, so I actually really need to log off of this, but like I said, I'm graduating today in a few hours. Um, I will go home for a few weeks, maybe do a little bit of traveling, then I'll have to be in Orlando on January 2nd for training camp, and then from there I'll play teams like Omaha, Vegas, San Diego, Grand Rapids, all these cities, and it's going to be a really cool opportunity, so I'm excited about it. The first game that I'll play at home will be against Allie Stummer and Leah Edmond, who play for the Atlanta Vibe team. And so um, if there's a city near you and a team near you, get your tickets. Um, go watch these teams play, because these women are as athletic as they come. Like, we, as good as LeBron James and... Cody Bellinger and all these people are at their sports, like, these women are equally as good at volleyball and they deserve your support. So go out and watch that. Um, yeah. And thanks you guys for listening. I, like I said, we're trying to do some new things here with Ed girls. We've had some solo episodes, some duo episodes with me and Maddie. We've tried some new social media things and we have a new social media. Um, I'd call our social media manager. Her name's Morgan Tracy and she's incredible. And she's done a really great job with everything we've done thus far. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm really, really grateful for everything that we have coming. And I'm going to hint at a few future guests here. Um, should I do that? I'm going to hint. Yeah, we got um, a really incredible soccer player that a lot of you guys are going to know and love. Um, a sports broadcaster that I know you guys all know her name and face. There's a swimmer possibly on the deck. Uh, ooh, deck. Swimmer on the deck. If that doesn't give it away, I don't know what does. Um and really just some, some incredible things. So, a solo episode with Maddie Brez will be coming up soon. And it's really funny because our lives are so different. Me and Maddie, and you guys don't know this by now, are literally polar opposites, very opposite ends of the spectrum. She's my best friend, but we are so different. And so it's going to be really cool for you guys to hear her take on her life and what's going on there. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited for you guys to be a part of this. Thank you for listening. Um, we're coming up on a year anniversary of eight girls. This is probably... By the time you guys watch this episode, it'll probably be a year that we've been doing this. Our first episode was Kaya Johnson, LSU gymnast, and since then, it's been off and running, and so we're so excited. So thank you guys for listening and staying tuned in, and hopefully we just keep growing and growing, and you guys be seeing us a whole lot more. Um, so yes, thank you guys, uh, and we'll see you guys soon. Bye. <laughs>